Could a byproduct from the production of ethanol be the latest weapon for the food industry in its battle for healthier products? One researcher from the USA thinks so. His name is Professor Padu Krishnan and he works at the South Dakota State University, where he has already dedicated years to developing methods to turn distillers dried grain, otherwise known as DDG, into a food grade ingredient that contains high amounts of fibre and protein. I'm Nathan Gray and joining me on the line today is Professor Krishnan to discuss how this byproduct that is currently used only as animal feed could have a wealth of potential in the food industry. So uh, welcome Padu. Let me begin by asking why you see a need for this sort of product in today's market. In terms of health, um, in the Western societies we don't need as much protein. It's not a problem in our diet, but it is a problem in developing countries not having enough of it. And in terms of health in the United, in the United States and, and uh, Western countries, we need more fiber. We need to double our intake of dietary fiber. This doesn't happen in our typical diets. So it requires the intervention of the uh, food industry. So now we have a supplement that is both protein and fiber in, in proportions that are almost equal. And so it doesn't take a lot of uh, DDG, you know, food substitution, to bring about that increase in protein or fiber. So how much of this byproduct is there out there? So we in the United States produce anywhere from uh, 35 to 38 million metric tons of distillers grains. All of this, or most of this, is available for a livestock production, livestock, livestock feeding, sorry. And uh, we currently do not use it for food, food applications. And so your work has been uh, to take this byproduct and turn it into something that the industry can use. Right. The corn now winds up exclusively in, in the animal production and also that in, invariably winds up in the food supply as meat. So indirectly or directly, we consume the corn uh, one way or another. So this way we can use the DDG and bring it back into the food supply. So it's not an exclusively food or fuel debate, it's, it's and, you know. And how do we transform this byproduct into something that could be utilized by food manufacturers? We are trying to make this a flavor neutral, color neutral, uh, taste neutral, and uh, aroma neutral uh, product so that it can work with a variety of applications in food. And, uh, so if you make it neutral, then it'll work with a variety of applications. So what sort of food applications can DDG be used in? Our, our purpose was to use it in, in a variety of applications so that people are familiar with the substitution and they see the benefit in terms of nutrition and also the taste. Uh, but as an ingredient, uh, it doesn't replace the flour completely. So whether it's cookies or bread, uh, we're talking about uh, direct substitution. And once you add that, uh, it changes the rheology or the uh, dough chemistry. So we have to make some adjustments in the formulations and how we make it. So my role as a food scientist is to come up with those parameters uh, to, to prescribe how it is that we can use the DDG in those particular applications that people are familiar with. The idea is not to create new food items, but use it in products that people are familiar with so that it doesn't become an alien food item. Okay, and so where do you see this technology developing in the coming years? I'm hoping to see that uh, it, it becomes commercialized, and uh, we are seeing some interest by the par in the part of the industry. And the next step would be to see how economical we can make it. 
So, you know, as a scientist, I'm trying to do everything possible to make this uh, a wholesome product. So I could scale back on some of these processing techniques so that it doesn't add to the cost of the uh, ingredient. So, so I'm hoping that in the next five years we will see a market and we'll have major uh, food processors using this. And do you have any ideas of ways that this could become more affordable or efficient? One of the th- things I'm working on is using one of the other co-products. Uh, carbon dioxide is released into the atmosphere. Uh, you know, every bushel, uh, a third of it goes uh, to producing DDG, another third goes into producing ethanol, and uh, the third that remains is actually uh, released as CO2. And if we can trap that and use it as a solvent, uh, the processing technologies gets a lot more uh, manageable in terms of cost. So there are still advantages to using these co-products selectively in, in making the overall process uh, less expensive. Okay, well, some exciting insights there into what could become a valuable ingredient for the food industry. I'd like to thank Professor Padu Krishnan for joining me. This is Nathan Gray reporting. <laughs>